You got to get serious and get into this battle. And what we're watching happening in the governments and the earth and everything is the type and shadow of what's going to happen in the kingdom. Don't mess with us. Don't mess with our kids no more. We're not playing this game. There's so much destruction that's going on with these people. We really need to stand up. See, the Lord has given us the authority to break the yokes. And it's time that the church gets out of the four walls and gets in the streets and starts talking Jesus. Jesus, Amen. We just want to thank everybody out there for tuning in. And, and you know, since we've been here at the Reawakening in Virginia, it's, like I said, we've just had so many wonderful speakers and so many people that are standing up across the country in so many ways, doctors, uh, uh, you know, scientists that literally are paying a price for telling the truth. We live in a generation that you cannot tell the truth without a consequence to that truth. Whether it's CNN, MSNBC, the things that are happening right now, the Bible literally talks about as, as the, the, the evil being turned as good and the good being turned as evil. We're, we're in a day and a time that there's a battle that I believe that the Lord is stepping into right now with the overturning of Roe versus Wade that... We're seeing the dominoes starting to fall, which is going to lead into many good things that is going to get back. We're going to get back to the roots of our Christian faith. But I'm here with Father James Altman, and I I really like this brother because he's like me. You know, I've been, you know, you guys get on me for saying things like, you know, uh, you can't be a Christian and be a Democrat and, and all this. But. Finally, we got the Catholics standing up and saying, "Amen." But, but brother, it's good to have you. Uh, it's good to be here. And, 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 and you know, obviously, you're saying stuff, as many others are that are saying we can't be doing this and saying we're right with Christ. Correct. Exactly. Amen. Right. So, so when you the the issue of abortion, which right. is a massive topic right now, there's there, you know riots and everything in the streets. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest things I've seen was this whole thing with Nancy Pelosi. And you oh, stood good. up I'm glad you're hard. bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, but you've made a stand. And so have the bishops right. in, in, in San Francisco and stuff. Right. And another, all, a lot of bishops around the United States are standing with that. Oh, oh wait, can, can I correct you there? Yeah, go ahead. Right. There are about 290 active bishops in the United States. Okay. Cordelio and the Archbishop in San Francisco finally said the right thing. Is as he said, and I don't give him kudos for this because you know Jesus gives us this parable about you know the profitable servant. After you've done all you're supposed to do, still call yourself an unprofitable servant because you haven't done more. This was his job from the day he took office ten years ago to put that viper out to pasture. She had been already doing this for twenty five years. Now then he says, well, it's been ten years, and I've tried to talk to her. I've sent her letters. Listen, get one baby. Every Saturday, there's 10,000 chopped to bits. One baby, if you support the murder of that one baby, you're out of here, lady. Sweetheart, you're gone, right? That's what he should have done on day one. But now, 35 years after the fact that she started promoting the murder of babies, he finally says, well, okay, uh, no Holy Communion for you. He should have excommunicated her because she's an obstinate viper from hell, right? So then, so then that's, so he finally does this, right? Yeah. 17 bishops in the United States said, I stand with Archbishop Cordelion. Mm-hmm. So where have your voices, you 17? Where have you been for the last 50 years? Where have yeah. you been since you took office as a bishop of the Catholic Church? Where have you been? Mm-hmm. You, you finally only come out of the woodwork when Cordelion sticks his neck in, out there? But yeah. watch, 
290 minus that, quarterly known in the 17 knows, that's 18, if my math is right, 272 vipers of the Catholic Church mm. d- did not support him yeah. and did not say anything. How dare they? Turn in your miters, you monsters, because yeah. you're not worthy of them. You're not bishops of the Catholic Church. You are an imposter and a fraud. That's, no, keep the math, 272, sure. get out. Yeah. You're excommunicated because you have led the people astray. Mm. And, they, and they all say, oh, we have to be pastoral. Yeah, tell that to the baby that gets chopped up on Saturday morning. Yeah. Tell it to that one. Tell it to the 10,000 every Saturday. You mm. want to be pastoral. I'll give you pastoral. Come here. The, listen, do you have children? No, I don't. Okay, well, no. but you know as a parent or you, sure. you if your children misbehave, you have to correct them. Exactly. That is the pastoral thing to do. When they're acting Just stupidly. Just like a father in the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're, what, and, and so when Pelosi and these others are misbehaving, you have a duty. The pastoral thing to do is not let them wallow in damnable sin. You sure. correct them. Yeah, exactly. You don't just talk to them for 35 years and say, well, okay, oh, after 35 years of killing babies, a mm-hmm. million a year, oh, maybe mm-hmm. now we're just going to do this little... And, and then Bergoglio, you know, the Bishop of Rome, also known as Pope Francis, he ripped into Archbishop Corte Leon and said, yeah. oh, he's not being pastoral. Oh, tell that to the 63 million dead babies, Jorge Bergoglio. How yeah. dare you wear the white cassock and say something like that? So, yeah, you, you push the button. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, I like it. And I launch. You and but, I are going to become friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, so... Can you explain, because in the Catholic Church, there is a governmental system. Yeah. And really what we're talking about right now is the government of the world against the government of God. Yes, right, right. right. What is the bishop's position? What are they supposed to do other than overlook areas? Their job is to keep also the Pope in check, correct? To, to make well, sure the, the yeah. gospel, the truth is being released. Right. That sounds like it would be the right thing. But yeah. here's, here's, do you know, here's a way to understand it. When the President of the United States takes office at the inauguration, puts his hand on the Bible, unless you're Barack Hussein Obama, I think he put his hand on something else. <laughs> yeah. It didn't mean it when he said it. So what good does it do to swear it but not mean it, right? He attacked the Constitution more than the end of the President. Anyway, they're, they're, and what do they say? I s- swear to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Yeah. The Catholic Church has the deposit of faith. The founding father, the, the, from the apostles forward up until the last apostle died, John, John the Beloved, yes. and I think it was around 105 AD, that, that ended that the accumulated deposit of faith. Every bishop is ordained to defend and protect the deposit of faith. That is their one job. That's it. And if they fail to do so, or worse, like the current crop, attack the deposit of faith. Put rat poison out there. You know, rat poison is like 99% good, tastes good to the rat, but that 1% of arsenic mixed in, he gets all mixed in there. He can't tell the difference. Gobbles it all down, he's dead. Same for the faith. I don't care whether Bergoglio or Bishop Barron or some of these other losers come up with some nice things to say. Again, that's the min- again, that's the minimum. They're mm. supposed to be doing that anyway. Yeah. But but when they start attacking the deposit of faith by putting out 
sweet sound. He's, they're like Satan in the garden. Oh, surely you will not die, right? That's what they're doing. And, and it, but, but if we don't know our faith, we're vulnerable. So you get a lot of ignorant people who don't know their faith, who haven't done their homework, who, like Jesus said, these are sins of mission. They choose the broad road to destruction because only a few are gonna choose the narrow road, carrying your cross, learning your faith, defending your faith, living your faith so that others hate you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is, that is, does the world, that's what he's going to ask one question when you stand before him. Does the world hate you? No, actually, we got along really well. Then uh, off to hell you go. Yeah. Right? So um, that's the job of the bishop. So they're not supposed to, um, each bishop is just a guardian of his own particular diocese, but they each have the same job. This bishop over, look, here it is, the principle of non-contradiction. Two plus two is four, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, where are we? We're in, where are we? Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it, 2 plus 2 is 4 in Atlanta, in D.C., in San Francisco. It's the same, 2 plus 2 is 4 in Rome. It, 2,000 years from now, it's going to be 2 plus 2. We're not going to last that long. But 2,000 years ago, in Jesus' day, 2 plus 2 is 4, right? Maybe, the truth doesn't maybe not change. the LGBT gets over that. <laughs> I, I know. Then anything. We'll have 52 different answers for 2 plus 2. I just know the nuns would mark me wrong if I put 5. So, uh... That every bishop is supposed to be on the same page. There is absolutely zero. This is zero tolerance. There's zero room for any difference of opinion on the deposit of faith. And yet what Bergoglio has done with the synod on synodality and stuff, he's trying to make each little bishop, and there's, I think, 3,800 in the world, roughly, wow. a, a, a little mini pope of his own diocese. That's not the one. There are four marks of the church. You learn this as little kids. One holy, Catholic, and apostolic. Oneness means you're all teaching the same thing. The sacred liturgy is the same everywhere you go. You know, it's not up to the personality of the pastor. Sure. The liturgy, the sick. You know, look at Exodus 25 through 31. God commanded us to worship in a specific way. Very specific. There's two places in there where he says if the priest doesn't do this, he should die. Sure. So, yes. so there is no room for difference in each diocese. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about a hierarchy, it's kind of a misnomer. There's the Bishop of Rome happens to be the Pope, but each bishop is on equal level, but they're all supposed to swear to defend and protect the deposit of faith. Yes. So so the hierarchy is kind of a misnomer. And they each can do what they want in their own diocese and nobody can say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Unless unless you do what Jorge Bergoglio does. Like he's oh, you gotta be pastor with Nancy Pelosi, who's been promoting murder of babies for 35 years, right? Exactly. But that bishop down in Jamaica, I know it was where was it? Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. said, no, you don't, there's no moral mandate to take the jab, the untried, untested Russia market, and all the anecdotal stuff that's being squelched and canceled by the mainstream media yeah. that, that's showing us the truth that the, that, that thing is bad for you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so he had the audacity to say, that's what got me canceled in the end, by the way, is I said, don't, you don't have to be a guinea pig. You don't be anybody's lab rat. Yeah. And, and so uh, that bishop in Puerto Rico said, you don't have to take the jab, and Bergoglio canceled him. Wow. That Oh, where was his pastoralness there? Why did he take 35 years to try and convince mm -hmm. that bishop down there, well, maybe you should consider, reconsider your position that you don't have to take the jab. Sure. No, he's he's only preaching pastoral when it suits his women caprice of teaching false ideologies and promoting it throughout the world. There's nothing pastoral about Jorge Bergoglio. Sure. He's a liar. Yeah. It, it, you Sorry, know, you asked. What, yeah. <laughs> what, what we're seeing is something that... that Jesus said was going to happen. Yes. Call it the great falling away. Right, right, yes. And, and people don't understand that that word, literally, the falling away, which is happening all across Christendom, it's, 
it's just not. It, it, there's very few like yourself and, and people that are willing to stand up against what is literally a tyranny in the church. Yes, right. We're finding out now that that so-called men of God have been manipulated by the CIA, FBI, oh, yes. being controlled. And I Absolutely. and I know this has been in the Catholic Church. It's, yes. it's it's been a battle in the Catholic yep. Church, and it, and and but for the Catholic Church, it comes from Europe, it comes from Russia, it comes from all over, right. just not you know the United right. States. Uh, because it has such a wide, wide uh, a wide berth, right. being what in is, all the nations. What is the one apart from Islam? What is the one real institution that isn't? Well, even even Islam doesn't have the influence of the Catholic Church no. globally. Yeah. One institution, the Catholic Church, has is everywhere. Sure. And and has been everywhere for you know two thousand years. Yes. So if you're going to take get a hold of one institution that can make you obey, obey. They, they've weaponized the word obedience, that can yeah. make you obey for eternity, if they even believed in it. Sure. Um, what better church to take over and control than that? Sure. So that, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in, in the takeover of the Catholic Church by these, by these uh, minions from hell. You, you know what scared me is, not it didn't scare me, but I, I began to see the writing on the wall is when the Pope was coming out and, you know, talking about a one-world government. I know. I, I couldn't believe it because the Bible, you know, I mean, if you think about the writers of Scripture yeah. down through the ages, right, even through the New Testament, when they're talking about the end of time, yeah. these, these are men that are getting from here to there on a donkey. Right. That to go to the next village is a half a day right. on a donkey, right? right? right. Their concept of a one world government, that the whole world would be controlled by yeah. one entity, right. had to be so far out of their minds, right. just because even the even the Roman Empire right. was, wasn't even the, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 the whole world. That's correct. It was only yeah. a very small, when you consider right. everything, right? Yeah. These men were looking at something that only God could have told them. Exactly. Only God yeah, could have told them God. that, brother. Yeah. Right? Right. Exactly. So so when, when we hear, what, what, you know, we know that there's a lot of men that are open Satanists. Right. In the UN, in, in this know. world, world, the New World Order in Europe. And when I see the Pope talking to those men. I know. Can you believe it? Go, listen, so he invited, he had this conference on population, right? Mm -hmm. He invites Jane Goodall. He didn't invite me, by the way. Take yeah. note, he did not invite me. <laughs> you he should have been the first one. I know. He invited <laughs> Jane Goodall. Well, Jane Goodall, you know, the chimp lady. Yeah. She, she said that the world has to reduce its population to what it was 500 years ago. So I'm a researcher. I did the research. The population 500 years ago was 250 million. So yeah. why would Bergoglio invite Jane Goodall to the Vatican? And he also invited Chelsea Clinton too, by the way. I mean, what's that all about? Yeah, I get, for real. Her, her dad and mother are the most vigorous supporters of the murder of babies in the womb. Yeah. And you want her to, like I said, he didn't, he didn't invite me. Yeah. So that you shows been you too controversial. I know. <laughs> uh, what are you, he's just having another big conference with a bunch of crazies that he's inviting. Yeah. And look at and and the one holy cardinal, Cardinal Zinn. He won't talk to him. He won't let. He will not meet with him. He's the one that's like eighty years old, arrested by the Chinese. Yeah. From Hong Kong, right? Mm -hmm. But he invites James Martin, who's spreading homosexuality 
everywhere. And he writes James Martin a personal letter, and you have photo ops of James Martin. You know, oh, that's okay. Yeah. But you don't meet with Cardinal Zinn, you filthy viper of a fake fraud of a pope. Yeah. You, you got... <laughs> You, you had to, you've had to heard of Monk Malachi's prophecy. Oh, he, hey, he, have you read some of his books? I've, I've read them, yes. Yes. Amazing, that, actually. Amazing. Uh, so he, uh, was, you, he was a Jesuit, right? Yeah. He was one of the good ones, but they persecuted him. You know what the Jesuits used to call him? Malarkey Martin. Wow. Instead of Malachi. Because, but he spoke the truth. He knew. Well, I mean, if you think of, of the Lord's mercy, right, that he spoke to this man, about every pope yeah. that was coming, yeah. right? Right. And, and just the little clues and the little words, right? you know, and they try to say, well, from his time, this and that, we can't go before that because somebody could have rewrote it and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But the guy was on point. Yeah. And I believe if the Lord gave him all that, he gave him everything before it too. Right. So I, right. I, I got to believe this man was a prophet to yep. the Roman Catholic Church, yes. right? Right. And, and to see the words that he brought out, especially about this current Pope and the previous one. I mean, I, when do you retire? Right. Yeah. So, it, it's almost right. like there was this setup in the works. Yeah. So here's, people ask me this all the time. Why did Benedict retire? And uh, so I say to myself, I, he had his live days back in the 60s, but, but he worked through that that time period and he came out on the right side of it and his the truth that he taught and led that he led the congregation for the doctrine of faith for 21 years under jp2 uh, he was right uh there and people also say well why didn't he fix this why did he let this bishop do this or something like this i don't know the names of every parishioner in my parish i can't i'm not sure. i'm not good at names but he has 3,800 bishops around the world. Eventually, you have to rely upon the message, the, the information that's being fed to you. Uh, and if you're only being fed bad information, you're only gonna, you're gonna make a bad decision. So I think at this time, and his age, because he's still alive now, this is my theory. It's just my opinion. So much is lost in translation within God's word. It's surprising how much is misunderstood, even simple word definitions. In his book, Access Behind the Veil, Apostle Michael Petro explains that beyond the veil lies the original intention of God's plan to restore creation through his people. When the Lord gives us access behind the veil, we begin to understand the mysteries of the kingdom and our calling as a royal priesthood. Apostle Michael Petro writes about deciphering the Torah from the Hebrew language and recognizing God's language of mysteries, secrets, and parables within the scripture. It's time to step behind the veil and see the coming glory. Access Behind the Veil, The Coming Glory by Apostle Michael Petro. Available now on our website, voh.church. But you know how the angel Gabriel came down and talked to Mary, and periodically God sends messengers down to talk to us. I have to believe that somehow in a mystical moment, God told him, listen, 
if you keep going, you're going to be here for nothing. He's still alive. Another 10 years. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, all these bad actors who have taken over the church are going to continue their evil undermining of the foundation of the church. But no, everybody's going to be looking to you, and so they won't see what the bad guys are doing. But if you step aside now, you'll still be alive while these bad guys do what they do, and suddenly they are exposed to the light. Yeah. And we still have this comfort of knowing, wait a minute, this guy over here is still the truth. He's he's defending the deposit of faith, whereas the Bergoglio and his cronies, well, I could go, we could launch into half an hour of just yeah. some of the cronies that he's, that he's promoted. Wow. Um, so I'm thinking God allowed everything, right? He allows it. Mm-hmm. And even if Benedict made an error, a human error, in retiring, God allowed that, and, and in doing so, he has now exposed Bergoglio, McCarrick, Wurl, uh, who's a guy in Washington, D.C. now? He, Wilton Gregory, Gregory, Cardinal Supich, McElroy down in San Diego. He's exposing them all yeah. for the filthy vipers that they are. You, you know, isn't it amazing when you start studying the early church fathers, right, that they all had this belief that the Lord created the earth in six days, which was also symbolic of 6,000 years. And so when we look at the time from Adam till Jesus, to Jesus, yeah. it's 4,000 years and 2,000 years. Right. So we're there. We're there. Exactly. I mean, this right. is this is all. And then you know, Malachi he hits the he hits a home run. I mean, right. he hit it right in the in the ballpark. He hit yeah. it out of the ballpark when he when he picked this timing and this pope because he could have never known that, right? Right. 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 How that you know it would be that 112 pope prophecy, right. and then, then we look what's happening. And there's things that I see on a daily basis that I I just I can't believe it. Right. It's like this is crazy. Well, I, but but you got to be like almost like a John the Baptist. Yeah, people say that Catholic and I, Church because you are you're making a statement against just you know we're we're not talking about little stuff here. Yeah. We're talking what the early church called apostasy. Right. Oh yes, the, they are the, apostates. This they is are. this is no joke for the Catholic Church. Right. There's no joke for all the churches around right. the world. Right. This is a very serious issue. It is. Because how, how can you see apostasy? The, the Jews did it 2,000 years ago right. when Jesus was here. Exactly. They, exactly. They, they, God was in their midst. Right. And they couldn't recognize they can, it. Exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He came to his own and his own didn't recognize him. That's the yeah. first chapter of John, 1 through 14. Yeah. In the beginning I, was the word. And yeah. here we are, we're, we're watching a replay. Yeah. Only in a much... A whole lot more serious. You know, it's yeah. like you said before. It's it's not about it's it's not the issue of can you get an abortion or not with, with Nancy Pelosi. Right. It's about her eternal salvation. Right. Yeah. Like if you don't care if she's going to go to heaven or hell, or you don't know the rules that yeah. the Lord's already laid down. Yes. Yes. It's like I go down the street and see a stop sign. Right. I well, I don't know if that's a stop sign or not. <laughs> I but I'm going to go through it any time, right. anywhere I want. Right? Yes. You don't change the goalpost at this point. Exactly. Right? And so there is... There is really a crisis happening right. within the churches around the world, right? right? Do you know who Penn Jillette is? He's Jillette, the Penn and Teller, they were a comedy duo. Yes, yes. Well, Penn Jillette is an atheist. And he said this, which is directly on point of what you just said. He said, if, if you actually believe, he says, I have no respect for Christians who do not proselytize. He says, if you actually believe that if I don't believe what you believe, that I'm going to burn in hell for eternity... 
how much do you have to hate me to not tell me to warn or warn me, right? Bingo. How much? And, and he says because it, because I he says you, I will respect you if you at least try to say something, but yeah. I'm not going to believe it. But at least I know you care enough about me to worry about my eternal soul, to try and guide me on the path of truth and righteousness. Amen. So I, I'm, that's a paraphrase of what he said, yes. but it was. A, but he did say, how much do you have to hate me to know this and not tell me? Yes. Right. So how much does anybody have to know? How much? How much do they have to hate Pelosi? Yeah. Talk about this. This goes back to Bergoglio saying, "Oh, he's got to be. You got to be more pastoral to her." Yeah. No, no, no. Pastoral is telling her you're yeah. going to burn in hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm hearing this all the time, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, you got to show more love. You got to show. Yeah. You, you show love when your kids are doing the right thing, right. but when they're doing, you got to spare the rod, spoil the love child, right? Is correction. Exactly. Yes. Why do you, Jesus said, "Why do you say you love me yeah. and don't obey my commandments?" Right. Exactly. So a love and obey, obedience to the word of God shows. Yes. It's like it's like a woman or a guy saying, "Well, I love my wife, but I I'm sleeping with five other women." <laughs> The rest yeah, of the week. Not a good idea. Yeah, no. There is a commandment. There's only ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of them, and that's one of them you don't want to break. <laughs> right. But, but the the issue is, the proof that he doesn't love her. Yeah. Right. Is what he is doing with those other women. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't come back and say, right. "Well, I love you because right. of you know whatever else." So. Yeah. John, John fourteen fifteen says, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." And then John fifteen fourteen, they just flip those numbers around, says pretty much the exact same thing, but with different words. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. There it is. It, mm. If you love, one of my commandments is, is to correct your brothers. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, uh, oh, and then they jump on that. You shall not judge. Said so you're, you're twisting the scriptures. Yeah, that is yeah. not what. Yeah, do you yeah. know? Yeah, they always say that, right? No, no, we're called to judge every day. Yeah. Jesus was the most judgmental person that ever walked the planet Earth. Yeah, and he judged right from wrong all the we like you said. You have to judge if that stop sign says you better stop or bad things are going to happen. Sure. We judge all the time. And if it, hey, we all know this is a big fallacy. It's a big red herring. That What we can't judge is the internal soul. Only God will judge that on the last day. But but we are called to judge behavior all the time. Not the soul, but the behavior. Yeah. If you're beha misbehaving, I'm calling you out on well, it. Well, behavior and soul go together. Yeah, in the, I know. Or, or, or I know the early church do. way of thinking, yes, right? Yes, it's like they do. It, it, yep. it, you know, if, oh. if you see a person that's, you know, promiscuous, yeah. then they have an issue. They have a wound in their soul that right. really needs to be right. healed. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and I'm right. sure as much ministry as you've done I, and, and the ministry I've seen mm -hmm. is I always try to look at the soul of the person. Yeah. And, and most of what I've found, the wounds and the hurts, usually in the childhood right. or a wrong upbringing right. will create a wrong character. Yes, right. That only the psycho psychiatrist can't heal it. No. Do you know my first Medicine degree, my first degree was Jesus in psychology can. and I quit going on because half the people that are in there are crazy themselves. <laughs> so listen, that, when I was there, abnormal psychology included homosexuality and transvestite to whatever that is, yeah. trans. Transgender, got, yeah. But half the people in there were screwed up themselves and so they changed the definition. Who but God can change the definition? Yeah. Right? Well, I, I, I like what uh, Ben Shapiro says. Yeah. He says, if I know a person has a mental issue. Yes. And he's talking about transgenders. Right. Why would I try to change the diagnosis right. to make them feel better? Right. Why wouldn't I want to do something to try to heal them? Yeah. And, so, and, that's, yeah. and we have a moral problem right now. Exactly. Because people are not like you. Ministers are not like you, willing to stand up. Because they're more worried about, I'm going to lose my, 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 my church. I'm going to lose my people. I'm going to lose the money. 
yeah. and my paycheck, and, and it the blows money me away. Into I said, the you're going to spend before the Lord. Yeah, I know. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, he didn't call you to get a paycheck. Right. He called you to stand in the midst of a storm, no matter what that storm looks exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. Speak the truth. Right. Dave, you know, here's another easy way to, this is something that nobody will argue with. Uh, somebody with anorexia, they think they're too fat. So they're starving themselves. And I've been to Auschwitz 10 times. It looked like they were just rescued from there. Yeah. So we don't normalize that. We don't affirm them in that mental illness. We say, I need to bring God's love to you to heal the wound inside you so that you realize as a child of God, as a temple of the Holy Spirit, that you take good care of your body. And that includes eating, right? So you don't, you don't affirm them in their mental illness, you try to heal them with God's love. Same for any other major issue, like like tranny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just, it's insane. It's, it's... Oh God, it's, I said it's insane. That's actually true. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it, it, there is problems. So where do you see the, the Catholic Church going from here? Yeah. How do you see, I mean, I, I, I see a, a mess. In all the churches, really. I've been to over 70 nations. I've seen, a, ministered around the world. I've, I've seen the problems that are here. And uh, I only, I know that there has to be a move of God in order to fix these problems. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, and I lean towards the theology, eschatology of the early church. Yeah. Where they said the Lord would remove most of the church. Right. And bring a remnant out. Right. Right. That are willing to say that truth. And really, you know, brother, you're a remnant right now. But we, I like to say but we. Hey, we, okay. I'm in yeah. it with you. Yeah. We'll yeah, fight. I'll yeah. fight with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that is actually true. Um, it's always going to be many versus few. We know this. Yeah. But as I said out there earlier, um, God doesn't need many. He just needs a few. He needs Amen. one David to take down Goliath. He needs 300 faithful Gideonites to, to take down the 100,000 Midianites. He only yeah. needs a few. He only needs a remnant. He Because, watch, this This just dawned on me that, you know, you, there's no, none of us know even a, a hint of it all, right? Mm. The other day I was thinking, uh, we know that in, in Jewish mindset, seven mm. was like infinite. Yeah. So when Jesus condemned them seven times, woe to you, which means damned are you in his yeah. day, in Matthew 23, hey, they're counting, right? And they get to, oh, he said it a fifth time, don't go there. Now he said it a sixth time, and then he hits it a seventh time, and they realize he has condemned them to hell seven times yeah. for infinity, right? Yeah. Remember? So he doesn't need a lot to, to, to make things work. One David, 300 Gideonites, right? Yeah. He only needed five loaves and two fishes. Seven, yeah. Seven. Yeah. I just put that together, the connected the dots. This Amen. week, seven wow. is the infinite number. He took those five loaves and two fishes, and he fed the world through the Holy yeah. Eucharist, Amen. right? And that's the whole point of what he did. He was te That was the precursor to then mm. what he did at the Last Supper. Mm. It's so profound. Mm. There's a, you can't... You'll never. You could study for a thousand years and only scratch the surface of the depth of those gospels. And there's just one little point. Amen. So he doesn't need a lot. He just needs a few of us to be faithful and be martyrs. There will always be martyrs. The remnant will have its martyrs. Sure. Look at look at you know that 14 year old boy in Mexico in 1926, St. Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio. He's 14 years old. He's trying to help the Cristeros, mm -hmm. just like an aid to the soldiers who yeah. were fighting the Mexican government that was lining up priests and, and parishioners and shooting them. 
because they're trying to destroy the Catholic Church. By the way, the Masons in the presidency of the United States and in the government sold the Mexican government Gatling guns to kill the Catholics Wow! in exchange for oil leases. Wow. It is staggering, right? Well, here's this 14-year-old boy, 14 years old. He refuses to denounce Christ. So they torture him. He refuses. Viva Cristo Rey, he kept saying. They sliced his feet and made him walk to a dugout grave. You can, listen, we won't kill you. We just denounce Christ. Wow. Uh, Vivo Cristo Rey. So then they start, the soldiers start, soldiers, on a 14-year-old boy, they start stabbing him with their bayonets, right? He falls to the ground and his blood is pouring out of him and he traces a cross in his own blood. And then he still doesn't die and the, the captain of the guard shoots him to kill him finally, finally in the end. Where are those in us today? Where are the 14-year-old boys willing to stand up against being martyred in a terrible way? and draw the cross in your own blood. That, that's what he needs. That's because we've created, in our, in the, through the pastors and the denominations, a free gospel yeah. that there is no yes. price to be paid, brother. Right, right. I, I remember I was reading Origin, and Origin said something. He said the best Christians were the early ones yeah. because they were the ones that were willing to die for the oh, faith. Yes. Yes, and, and you know that it's always just sort of rung in my mind like if you're not willing to die for what you believe right. how, how can you be the body of Christ right. because ultimately he was willing to die for all of us yes. and if we're his body right. we should be the same that we would be willing right. to pay that same ultimate price and Certainly. I've been put in those positions yeah. where I thought this, this could be my last day I know but if, if we're not doing that, then then what are we creating? Yeah. We're, we're just creating, we're not even creating a lukewarm church. We're creating a church that's willing just to, to do anything and say anything just so they got their fire insurance. It's a, it's a, it's a cold church. Yes. It's cold. Cold yeah. as death. Cold exactly. as hell, as the saying goes. So you also said something. You said, which we, we talked said it earlier, you said... A person cannot be a Catholic right. and be a Democrat. Right. Yeah. Why'd you say that? Well, as I... Because I've, I've said it over and over. Yeah. And there's a reason why. Right. There are, yeah. There are, and, and, and the Lord gave me this scripture. Yep. He will give us leaders after our own hearts. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So... Ultimately, we have to choose between God and government. And that's the whole point of what they're trying to do by eliminating religion, by uh, trying to make, you know, people said, well, who is, who is the Antichrist? You think he's alive right now? Uh, who could it be? And I said, well, yeah, maybe it's not just one person. Maybe it's a conglomeration of people said. that, uh, and, and we can call it by one name, science. Because what did Fauci and all his cronies and all the evil people try to do over the past couple of years we follow the science. Not once do they say we follow God, the creator of heaven and earth, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. But not, none of them said that. No, we follow science. Oh, we've got to follow science. Oh, you're a science denier, right? That We've now taken God completely out of the picture and put science as the new Christ, the new Messiah. Our new hope is in the, you know, the, when I was just talking about it out there, um, when Klaus Schwab says we find, we, us elites here, have the have the solutions. He might as well have just put in final solutions because his dad was best buds with Hitler, yeah. who came up with the final solution. He says to the crowd of the elites there, we have the solutions for the world today. Wow. I, well, 
that none of which is God. So your antichrist, maybe there's one leader of them all, but ultimately it's Satan. Satan, sure. you know what Satan does? He leads you along. He gives you a little bit more. He says, you come a little bit farther. And he keeps drawing you. He never gives you the crown. Yeah. He wants to wear it himself, the ruler sure. of the world. And we know from Revelation, the ruler of the world is not cast out yet, right? Yeah. So, so Satan's actually the Antichrist, ultimately the Antichrist. And yeah. he, he, just like we are co-conspirators with Christ to spread the gospel, to, to, to be a light of Christ to the world, Satan has his minions too that are co-conspiring with him to destroy Christ. So who's the Antichrist? I don't know, but it's... It, it, when you, when, you know, actually I've been down this road a few times. Yeah. Because when we talk about Christ, we're really talking about the anointed ones. Yeah. And once you talk about them, you're talking about priests before the Lord. Yeah. And if we're talking about a priest, we're talking about a someone that's willing to sacrifice. Right. 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 Yes. And, and I don't see too many Christs. No. Can I, I, can, I, I, not, I there's not many anointed ones right, right now because they're not willing to pay that price. Right. They want to take on that term, a Christian. Well, yeah. if I say I'm a Christian, I'm I'm saying I am not. I'm not just. I'm not saying I'm a Christ-like one. Yeah. I'm saying I'm an anointed one as Jesus was anointed. Well, Jesus was anointed for one purpose, to take on the sin of the world. Right. He was anointed to be a priest for humanity, yeah. and he expects us to do the same thing. Right. Yes, he does. And so we've sort of lost the definition of that word. Right. So to become anti-Christ really is to become anti-anointed. Right. And that goes into the teaching, the word, the walk. It goes right. into everything, yes. man of God. It goes yes. into all that, brother. It does. And we need to get back to those things right. so that God created. The, the problem is going to be that uh, what is going to be the catalyst that brings people to their knees and it's going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah. Because as has always been the case, when we stray so far from God, judgment. Yeah. Uh, there's hell comes in one form or another. It, one time it was a flood. One time it was fire from the sky. One time it was the Roman legions coming in and wiping out 600,000 Jews. Who's, remember the high priest said, let his blood be on our head and on our children. He got his wish. Exactly. That's a scary. Don't ask for that, exactly. right? Yeah. So um, that what's coming is is going to be the correction, correcting influence uh, where God will allow it. Yeah. Um, and 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 hopefully enough people will then turn back. It's called metanoia, right? Turning back, like the prodigal son. But we won't do it as long as things are going well. Yeah. So it, things are about to not go well, and so hopefully we'll see a lot of people turning back. You, you know, Deuteronomy 23, yeah. the Lord's talking about the, the, the garment of the high priest. Yeah. And he said that the neck is to be woven uh, with the uh, the woven the weaving of a male, it's uh -huh. not to have a button. It's to be made of one of one uh, one piece. Yes. So that the high priest cannot tear that 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 neck line. Right. 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 And what did Caiaphas do? Exactly. Exactly. Right? But De but Deuteronomy says something else. Least he tear it. And bring a curse upon him exactly. and the whole nation. Exactly. Why? I mean, when you when you understand what he did, right? Yes. He not only just brought the curse on himself and an entire nation yes. and his judgment of Jesus. Right. But you jump to the book of Revelation. It says that the bride wears a garment of fine linen. It's right. the same high priestly garment. Right, right, right. Which is for the righteous acts of the saints. Meaning, yes. How can a garment be right righteousness, right understanding, and a right walk? Yes. It's it's symbolic of something. Yes. 
So when Caiaphas ripped that garment, he was saying, I don't have right understanding Mm -hmm. and I don't have the right walk to judge this man. Right. And God exposed him. Yes. Right. And we live in a day today the, the, the Lord's By the way, I do that too. Yourself. I pound my fingers on the table when I'm yeah. doing these interviews and it shows up later in the, and I, I heard you when you did it. That was fun. Thank you. Amen. And so I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was just a fun moment. But, but God has his trumpets, his yep. voices, and, yep. and you're a trumpet for today for the Catholic church. And, and I think you need to understand that because yeah. it's just not what's in you that you feel. It's, it's God put something in you to wake up the people. Because if they're if they're not concerned about Nancy Pelosi's soul, right, they're not going to be concerned about everybody's soul. Exactly. Because our our bottom line is to get people through that door. Yes. When they right. leave this life. Yes. And if I don't do that, I'm judged for that. Right. You're judged for that. The Pope is judged for that. Everybody's judged for it. Do you see? That's exactly what got me in trouble in the very first instance. That, so listen. Well, I so, got a feeling you're going to get in a lot more trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, a, a holy priest, genuinely holy, asked me one day, well, when is it? Because I was complaining about the bishops shutting down the churches. He said, well, when is it? When is it okay? Is there ever a time? And I said, yeah, I can answer that question. First of all, until such time as the government shuts down Planned Parenthood, Walmart, the liquor stores, the pot stores, then then I know they're getting serious about something. Until they do that, you never close the church stores. But I said, more than that, I don't care if it's a black plague. Yeah. The one th- we have one job to do. It's not worry about whether you get a cough. It's making sure your eternal soul is in a state of grace on the day that you actually do die, even if it is from the Black Plague. There is never a day ever that the church doors of any denomination should be closed. That is yeah. the house of God. It's His house to you know keep open, Amen. so that we have an access to the grace. Remember, remember, um, Jesus said to the the scribes and Pharisees, "You shut." The, the doors, you lock the doors against the people. What yeah. did they just do? And that's why they are all condemned. They were, they, yeah, he said, uh, oh, I, I quote it all the time too. Yeah. He said, you have the key of knowledge. Yes, yeah. You right. did not enter in and yeah. now you're hindering others. Exactly. Meaning it's not their fault. Right. It's the priest's right. fault right. for shutting that door of oh, knowledge. Yeah. So these bishops, and I'm just speaking of the Catholic Church now, yeah. uh, that, that locked the people out are going to burn in hell because they're not they haven't repented yet. Not a single one of them has said I'm sorry. I yeah. blew it. I did I followed man and not God. Yeah. Not a single one of them has apologized. And it, you know that's the sign. What did what did John in John no it's Matthew chapter 3. John here comes the Pharisees right? He says, "Hey, who told you to come here, you brood of vipers?" He called them a brood of vipers. Sure. And show some evidence of your repentance. Yeah. That is applies today as it did then. Show some evidence, bishops, of your repentance for locking people out and, and risking and endangering their eternal souls and losing a lot along the way. You, you know that they're saying that coronavirus is caused by cobra venom. Oh, I, I have heard something. I, but, I just don't know enough but, about it. Well, I know it's man-made. But, but yes. It is man-made. But, but the interesting thing about it, I, I in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32, yeah. The Lord says he's going to judge his people with cobra venom because they do not abide in his law. Right. And then he talks about gall. If you a gall and wormwood, gall and wormwood, gall yeah, and wormwood. Right. If you look at the word gall, it means venom. Yes. Okay. And then you have the book of Revelation. You right. have wormwood. Yes. That comes right. down. Right. And it says that the, that this flood comes out of the serpent's mouth. It's a flood of water, but water doesn't come out of the serpent's mouth. Right. Venom comes out. Venom of Venom comes mouth. out. Yeah. So there's a, there's a parallel here. Yeah. Because Deuteronomy says, it, which is the Song of Moses, which is sung in the book of Revelation right. for the overcomers, right? Right, yes. It, it's saying that in the book of Deuteronomy, there's a link 
between a plague, a venom, yeah, and all this. And, I, and I've talked to enough doctors sure. and virologists, and, right. and I would I would suggest that for you because yeah. I've said it. You, you don't understand where we're at right now. Right. We're deep in. We're 14 chapters at that point <laughs> in the book of Revelations. Yes, right? we are. You know, people, you know, but people don't want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, and, and about the closing of the door of the church, yeah. I'll tell you what, what got me. Yeah. You know, they're telling the churches in California, you got to close down, you got to yeah, close down, you right. can't open up right. Yeah. And I'm driving down the road, yeah. and there's a strip club, and I'm, I'm watching guys going in there. So when you when you close down the strip club, yeah. I'll, church, I'll close down the church. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I heard so, you say that yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, why, why am I going to do, why am I going to shut down anything? Right. If, if. If you guys are phony, right, right, and and at that actually at that point the Lord told me to tell my people not to be vaccinated and everything right. else. Yep. I mean the Lord spoke to me. Yes. I said the Lord's saying do not get vaccinated. Now look what's happening. Exactly. Everybody that uh, the majority of people that I know that have been vaccinated are dead. Right. And I that's know. a scary thing. It's, I mean, oh, come on. The the, the mortality see, this, rates are off the charts, like yeah. by thousands well, of you, percents. It was on the news the other day that yeah. the, that there was a thing done by the insurance company that death is up by forty percent. Right. Yes. That's exactly. an insurance company saying right, that. Right. Right. So in the military, they've been doing the studies on them. They're off the charge twelve hundred percent, three thousand percent. Yes. You're but, exactly. but, but the problem that's happening, brother, because yeah. there's not priests hearing God. Right. To tell God's children, right. hey. You're absolutely right. Get out. Yeah. You're absolutely because ultimately right. we're all priests. Right. Yeah. We're kings and priests. Yep. And if we're not doing what we've been called to do, look what happens with the people. Exactly. They're just sheep. Yeah. It's right. our job to kill them. Right. Right? <laughs> exactly. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, I've, I've enjoyed this time with you. And, and I, want, I, I, I want to get back together with you sometime and, and and dinner, lunch, or come over to the church, or I'll, I'll come over to the... To 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 the your church. Okay. We'll do something. Well, I'm I'm kind of kicked out. You oh, really? Yeah, well, come on over. You can come over yeah, to our church. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you back in. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Bless you. God bless you too, Amen, brother. Amen, man of God. Thank you. We want to thank all of our listeners out there. This is a, I just love this brother, uh, Father James Altman, and and this is what I'm talking about. We have. Just because we, we we say what has to be said, it doesn't mean we're angry. It doesn't mean that that we want to see the destruction of everything. It means there there is a righteous anger in Scripture. And when you see something, if I seen a little child being molested, I would not sit there and do nothing about it. I would get into it no matter what that price was. We in the body of Christ need to get in this battle together because God is pulling a remnant. I, I'm telling you, he's pulling a remnant out of the Catholic Church, the Methodist, the Baptist, that, it, that it's now coming to a point of people saying, you know what, we're just going to get back to truth and get back to Jesus and what he wants done. Because ultimately, the Lord knows how to talk to those that listen. The only issue is there's a lot of people who aren't listening right now. And if you're you're out there and you've been vaccinated or, or you want to get a hold of uh, Father James Altman, do, do you have a website or anybody? I do. People? So it's yeah. uh, so J for yeah. my James, James, F for Francis, that's my middle name, and then Altman, just my last name. So it's JF Altman yeah. at... <laughs> well, I'm sure if they if they if they just type that in, they're, they're, it'll pop up. Jeffaltman.org. I mean, it's just Jeffaltman.org. Yeah. Does that sound right? You got to be. You are. You Irish? I am. 
Man, I have a bunch of great Irish priest jokes. I, one day we'll sit down and we'll talk about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you out there. God bless you. God bless and please you get a hold of us. Get a hold of this this man of God. Um, people need healing right now, and you know it's it, it's like the man of God said: if if we're going to walk, not walk around and tell people of our faith and tell them about Jesus, then we must hate them because we're willing to let them go to hell because we're not willing to tell them about our Lord and Savior. And there's so many people right now, I, I'm watching it at a level I've never seen. People coming in, people hooked on crack, people hooked on meth, uh, people that are homeless, young people in their 20s being set free because Jesus said, basically, we're the hospital. Not, not Fauci, not the world, not the psychologist. Our Lord and Savior has the, the, the ability to fix his house, and that's you and I. God bless you, and we'll see you again next time on The Voice of Healing. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to vohradio.com. That's vohradio.com. Call the studio at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or you can send us an email at info at vohradio.com. Again, that's info at vohradio.com. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.